0: You're listening to the Screaming Pods Network.
1: We are the Sacred Collective. All are respected. All are heard. All are welcomed. Join us.
2: Welcome to the Sacred Collective. I will be talking about religious pluralism tonight. I am Joshua, and we're going to do a roll call real quick. To my left, Brian, Kayleen, Amanda, Caleb,
1: Angela.
3: And the puppy, and, and the puppy. and Ava, who is saying puppy, right? Can you say puppy?
4: Yep,
3: puppy. Puppy. So we're gonna talk.
4: <laughs> I
1: can't.
3: I can't talk over that. That's so cute. Uh, no, we're gonna talk about religious pluralism, uh, and I think most of us here are probably gonna skew on one side. However. Some of us in this room have went to a conservative seminary for their master's degree, and some even their doctorates. Um, and one of the books, one of the books that I found on my bookshelf that were well, that I found uh, not too good of a definition is the traditional evangelical position. We're going to read through it and then probably um, dissect it, lack of a better word, see if we agree, disagree, call bullshit, whatever. The name of the book um, is called Encountering Religious Pluralism, The Challenge to Christian Faith and Mission. Uh, and the author is Harold Netland, And it's not saying that I'm we're poo-pooing on this particular individual. On um, this book, I did look at the copyright dates and it was written like 16, 17 years ago so it might be a little bit out of date who knows this person might have even changed their minds however um, when we came up with trying to decide what we were going to talk about tonight and we pluralism came up I knew that I had this book on my bookshelf and I said let's find a definition and kind of just see how even since when this individual wrote this book to where they're at now or where we're at now in our culture and religious landscape um, I thought that would be fascinating. So You said it was 11 years old? No, like 15 or 16 oh, okay. years old. So jump in whenever I uh, say something that you're like, I disagree with that, sir. So this is the traditional position in this Harold Netland's understanding. Christians have traditionally maintained that God has revealed himself in a unique manner in the scriptures and preeminently in the incarnation of Jesus of Nazareth and that sinful humankind can be reconciled to God only through the sinless person and atoning work of Jesus Christ, the one Lord and Savior for all people and all cultures. Already there, I'm, I'm so... I'm triggered like seven
0: different times in Jump in. in that phrasing. Is he, say, is he positing that as a fact, or is he just saying up until now, this is how it's been assumed in, in Christian culture? What I'm, was the start of that sentence? The whole thing? No, just the very start. Christians have traditionally have made... traditionally, okay. So if he's not positing that as truth, then I have less of a problem with it, but, but just saying... Traditionally, yeah. tradition-wise. Right, 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 yeah. Just, like, saying, you know, this... We need... We are sinful, we are broken, and, and the only... The only thing that can fix us is something provided by the thing that made us and therefore inferably made us so broken and in need of that thing. You know? It's like, God made us sinful heathens so that God can make us not sinful heathens through one option that is very exclusive and not accessible by anybody who's never heard the name of Jesus.
3: So anyway, is there anything else or is that just what triggered you? That's just about it. Allowing for certain distinctives of time and theological tradition, it is safe to say that this has been a central tenet of Christian orthodoxy throughout the past 20 centuries. Accordingly, In the early modern era, other religions were regarded by Western Christians largely in negative terms as idolatrous domains of darkness. And adherents of other religions were thought of as the heathen, that was in quotes, the heathen, who were spiritually lost, that was in quotes, and in desperate need of saving gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. The dominance of this perspective is certainly understandable, For its roots, if not the rather unflattering language in which it sometimes has been expressed, are firmly embedded in the New Testament and the practice of the early church. The first Christians were uncompromising monotheists who believed that the one eternal God had decisively revealed himself through the long-awaited Messiah, Jesus of Nazareth. Salvation was available to all, Jews and Gentiles alike because of God's work on our behalf through Jesus Christ. Moreover, apostolic preaching insisted that salvation was possible only through Jesus Christ. Can I ask you seminary kids a question? Real quick. Is is that
0: true that the early church exclusively saw Jesus as the long-awaited Messiah, or wasn't that more of a thing they landed on with the Council of Nicaea? I thought that that was when they were like, oh no, Jesus was God. We're going to vote on it. And yeah, Jesus was God.
2: Josh? Well, (laughs) my first century had... uh, In the first 300 years of the church after Jesus of Nazareth's time, there wasn't a single Christianity. There were hundreds of Christianities. So there was no coherent, cohesive thought. There were church fathers that we have their their letters and papers from, but they didn't particularly survive because they were the main school of thought. Like, it's actually... The narrow version of Christianity that we've come to—it's—it's it's amazing because it's one of the smallest branches of of all the other Christianity. It's one of the smaller groups, so it's one of the only times where the like the minority became the majority mm-hmm. in a very strange way. So, <clears throat> no, there was these sort of things weren't codified whatsoever yeah. until much later, much later until systematic theology was done. I mean, even after Luther, so I mean, most of this stuff what weren't issues I and. Mean, I mean, think about it. Most people were illiterate until what? Until we close to the printing press. So that's only um, 500 years ago. So, what we did. Mm-hmm. so before that, we didn't have people like us who could go back and look and try to find and discover. There's just so much written. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if anyone has anything really intelligent to say about what the er- really early church. Had to say in any sort of meaningful way that would be like most people believe this. Mm-hmm. I don't think that was that right. wasn't a thing. Yeah, um, I mean, other than the heresies where people were like, "Get of that guy, kill him," uh, <laughs> which yeah. other oh, a lot of people could get behind, uh-huh. like Arianism and stuff. Uh, there weren't really big councils mm-hmm. right. until the empire decided they needed to be. I, you two, sorry. No, but you're the you're the first century. That's why
4: it's good that you answered that question because. I sort of know, but not really. Like, I don't know. So, and and that's kind of my understanding of how early Christianity was, too. I mean, they were still trying to find their way, trying to figure out who they were and how they fit within the larger context, the larger cultural context. And the first, I mean, the the first Christians were persecuted and killed. And, you know, that's where their understanding came from.
1: Mm -hmm.
4: Out of persecution. I mean, or at least that's my understanding of how a lot of the early church was anyways. I would also
2: add to that is we have this false sense or notion that the church was heading towards something. Mm -hmm. Like that they were all one group of people Mm -hmm. like we got this. Mm -hmm. This is the ship we're building. This is the house we're building. They were just surviving and doing the same things (coughs) we do. So they had their own interests and things that they were interested in too. And different communities were interested in different issues. and,
4: And you look at, okay, you look at everybody says that the Acts 2 church is like You know this perfect vision of Christianity That was before all the Conflict started between all the different Cultures and After that it wasn't so perfect And everybody had to try to figure out Like Josh was saying what does Christianity Look like in the context that they're in And how does that influence Their daily lives And I think We've decided to make it so combined That It's really difficult I also
3: think, too, uh, of my limited knowledge of, like, early Christianity, like the desert fa- fa- the desert fathers and, and others. But I have a book on Christian mysticism, and a lot of early Christian fathers and, and stuff were mystics as well. And I feel like a lot of the first, I would say, probably first three or four centuries or longer of Christians wouldn't understand Christianity the way we see Christianity today is this personal relationship with Christ they would look at as God or Christ in, in undefinable terms in terms that we might not understand using Christ maybe in a panantheistic way meaning like Christ or God envelops everything in, in, to all people or, to, or towards him using that pronoun I don't like, but I, I do think the mystical aspect of Christianity is something that most evangelical Christians, and I would say a lot of Protestants don't even remi- like understand of, a lot of them were trying to understand God in their own perspective but looking beyond, like, the self mm-hmm. and looking, you know, mm-hmm. universal. Yeah, it's interesting
0: too when you're talking about, like, the first century church it's like, they didn't a lot of the uh, you know the early a lot of I mean early uh, New Testament scriptures one either weren't written yet or weren't distributed yet. So how could they even to like literate people? Yeah, two plus there's that factor. It would even be in like mm-hmm. <laughs> even being like. Cut uh, your voice out for you, Caleb. Do what? You I know. It's gonna be an interesting edit. Uh, <laughs> but, but even being like you know, like where would they even have a unified? Doctrine come from like it's word of mouth, right? It's just being like, oh Jesus, oh Jesus was this great, uh, uh, you know, uh, great rabbi or great teacher. Like everyone's like whispering to each other. Like, <laughs> Some it's a like great It's a telephone game, you know. <laughs> well, Jesus was inside. just pass pass it on.
2: I
1: mean, Jesus what? was a pariah. Pass it on. <laughs> yeah,
2: right. <laughs> Angel's like the resident punk expert. So, like, would you say there's a
1: I wouldn't say that.
2: Do you think I'm you're... Just, title. Like, so I'm trying to make an analogy between, like, the way the punk scene started and then how it got taken over by like, the corporate industry. Hmm. So, like, when the punk scene started, it was just this thing where people just wanted to break shit and, yeah. like, not be a part of society. But there was never, like, a punk manifesto.
1: No. It's, it's, like, like, it's like in that movie Stranger Than Fiction with Will Ferrell when he asks, oh, yeah. um... What's her name? The lady who played... Oh, Maggie Gyllenhaal. Who plays, like, the awesome baker.
2: The anarchist baker. And
1: he's like, do you belong to an anarchist group? And she's like, what? And he's like, do you belong to a registered anarchist group? And then she just leans forward and is like, doesn't that defeat the purpose? (laughs) Yeah. Like, that's such an awesome movie. I need to watch that game. But yeah, like, punk started from really... Poor kids who hated everything, hated, you know what was happening, happening politically in Great Britain, and was like, "fuck Mommy. this, fuck consumerism, Mommy. fuck the queen, Mommy. fuck everything." Like, Mommy. the whole ethos was like, "I'm anti everything." Mm. Like,
2: well, it's kind of like what's happened to graffiti, because graffiti—the point of graffiti was to destroy shit and to like put up, make make art that was basically trash you know but make it artistic and now we have Banksy where like if you do a, if Banksy comes and fucks up my wall my wall's worth millions of dollars mm, well, it's fine art Or now. <laughs> it's like come on or it's yeah. something something wild that's commodified
1: right yes and speaking of that I follow a lot of beauty blogs because I'm a girl I'm metal as fuck but I still like beauty products and um all these beauty products are profiting off of pride now Mm -hmm. Like, they have, like, rainbow eyeliner and rainbow this and rainbow that. And, I mean, Hmm. the only way I'm down with that is if you're donating 100% of the proceeds to an LGBTQ plus community. I don't want to buy your stupid rainbow conditioner if you're going to be making money off it. Like, that's not how Pride started. (laughs) Pride started with... Trans individuals throwing rocks at police, and now we have L'Oreal being like, "Get your pride shampoo. It's <laughs> rainbow. Oh my god, yes, girl, yes, work, work, work." You know, like there's really, and it's being be, commodified. Really really and I really, cool th- think cool that's kind of gross turn it, and
2: turn it into bullshit. There's
1: really rainbow shampoo. Yes, yeah. if you go to Target, there's rainbow shampoo and conditioner. Oh dear, that's yeah. really sad.
0: Is that oh so that was better totally, on gay hair?
1: That's totally yeah. My hair that's, that's defeating the my population. hair is questioning. So yeah. I don't
0: know if they'd <laughs> be really down with <but laughs> my hair is plus. So I get L'Oreal plus with there added you go. Rainbow.
1: There you go. My I'm in a my hair is just, questioning. So I, I don't really, know if it can mm-hmm. fully commit to oh, the that rainbow. Makes sense,
0: yeah. Is that do they make that with the anti dandruff? Maybe
1: yeah. Right. <laughs> Maybe if I dilute the shan- the rainbow shampoo, my questioning hair can use be it. They, they had
2: anti racism. Oh. No.
1: Yeah, I yeah. Where's where's anti-racism shampoo and conditioner? This
0: is this is a shampoo for by people who have dandruff <laughs> who want silky hair. Ah,
1: perfect. Yes, please. <laughs> Seven truckloads of your by <laughs> shampoo. The original
2: question of did the early church have pluralism? To fuck those guys. Do <laughs> so we think the
3: early church though um, were more pluralistic in their understanding?
2: I would suspect so. Compared to the modern church, just because I would, would
4: think
0: they were, a I would lot suspect so. They were a lot
2: more understanding because they were all trying to figure this thing out together. And they didn't—they didn't—they didn't have the burden we have. With well, those people had it figured out. So what's wrong with you? You know, I feel like we all had that. Like, like, well, my pastor had it figured out fifty years ago. What's wrong with you? Why can't you figure it out? Where the early church was like, well, none of us have it figured out. So let's do this thing together and just figure. let see where yeah. we're at. and that's what I think the church is doing again now is we're getting back to like well those assholes in the past that they had all the answers and they screwed everything up like they destroyed the planet and they've you know they created racism and they created all these these uh, like phobias and things that we're trying to fix now Mm -hmm. and so but we're as soon as anyone in our community says I know what I'm doing and I have the answers we're all suspicious yeah you know, rightly so right Mm -hmm. because we've been we've been taught that People who talk like that are full of shit, or just don't know, or just aren't aren't the sort of people we want to be in charge of institutions like the church. Yeah. Right. So.
4: Well, and I look at you know, okay, when Paul was writing and he was talking about the meat that was sacrificed to the to the idols, there were some people that were okay with eating that, and it wasn't even a big deal for them. Other people looked at it and were like no this was sacrificed to, to an idol I can't eat this because it's against my new beliefs and he's like either one is okay it's really not a big deal yeah. you know if it's important to them if it's important to them then then that's okay like so why why did we come to a place where we had to choose either or mm. that's when if you read, if you look at it in context, that's what was happening. And in the early church, they were saying that that was that's an okay thing for somebody to say. Hey, this is not okay for another person for them to think that it is okay. Like, why do we have to? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just think about that when I encounter people because I have friends that believe. Oh my gosh, so they interpret. Oh, boy, Christianity in a very, very, very different way than I do. And I decided I'm going to still continue to love and be friends and, you know, take that with a grain of salt. Because that's what they believe and it's not worth making a big deal about. But, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Not everybody, for whatever reason, we've let those things divide us so much to the point where everybody's on the opposite side and like eric was saying the last time we met everybody's like if you don't believe me you're not with me if you're not if you Mm -hmm. don't believe everything that i believe then you're not with me there was a time when people could just agree to disagree and that was okay Mm -hmm. why have we come to this point where we can't do that anymore Mm -hmm. what happened
0: i wonder do you think that the the hostility from the romans towards Mm -hmm. the early church has to do with our our being able to validate ourselves as being like because it's it's Freaking ridiculous when Mainstream yeah. Christians are like, we're yeah. being persecuted We're the minority, yeah. you know, that's just that, that's fast backwards.
4: I know, that's just total crap because it's not true Right, so but 70, do you think the do they,
2: identifies as exactly,
0: exactly, the vast majority But do you think that some of that Like feeling like they have You know, some ground to stand on by saying that we're persecuted Just some of that like almost fetish, Fetishization of being persecuted yeah. Or being martyrs, do you think that maybe comes from The early
2: church and the conflict with Rome? Yeah, I think so. I think it does. There's I would also say that we, when we were born, we we're already so collated and labeled that we create these divisions that don't mean anything. Mm-hmm. American, Minnesotan, St. Paulite, you know, those are th- like three in one l- like little piece of track of land, you know, but then you add Catholic, Irish, you know, and you're like, gay, and you're like, oh those are all these little communities that we've all broken off and like well, you can't be gay and Irish You're Like, but there's lots of gay Irish people that, that what are you talking about <laughs> you, mm-hmm. know, you know they're like he can't be gay and a Christian well he is mm-hmm. so what are you talking about right. like we've created all these abstract things I mean even like international borders like we've created these spaces that aren't natural like America wasn't always here I mean look the continent was here but I mean the United States right, sure. America was not the institution of- sure. it hasn't even been here for your- years yeah like it's so I Much mean less. there are buildings old there's lots of buildings older than our country <laughs> and that's 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 shocking mm-hmm. you know in a certain way because like what well, didn't it always used to be this way right it's like people forget the, what the word amendment meant mm-hmm. when they talk about the constitution like it it was like an amendment to the constitution mm-hmm. it was a change to a change yeah and they're like you can't change an amendment
1: mm-hmm.
2: you need a thesaurus my friend mm-hmm. I want to continue this just to see
3: if this will Here. stoke the fire even more oh Salvation was available to all Jews and Gentiles alike because of God's work on our behalf through Jesus Christ. Moreover, apostolic preaching insisted that salvation was possible only through Jesus Christ. Not surprisingly, then, alternative religious practices and beliefs were largely re- rejected as idolatrous, and the early church held a consistently critical posture towards the religious practices and beliefs of Hellenistic paganism. End
0: quote Idolatrous is a really
3: it, Can we find a
0: parallel term In let's say In secular language to idolatrous Because that's such If you're not raised within western Christianity yeah. You don't even have a, a There's a, no concept for that yeah. yeah, There's no cognate for idolatrous
2: Hmm it's sorry. I'm in this. There's a citation for what he just said, and one of our old professors is in the citation, <laughs> which I thought was crazy from that set of conservative school.
1: Yeah.
3: Um, I think the thing that I take issue with a little bit more than anything is then alternative religious practices and beliefs were what was that were largely rejected as idolatrous, like. I want to know, and maybe he would flesh it out more in the book, but that just, when I read it, it, kind of makes the hair in my neck stand up. Like, what do you mean
2: by alternative religious practices? That kind of kind of sounds like, shut the fuck up, you don't know what you're talking and about. And saying alternative yeah. <laughs> religious infers that
0: there is a standard religious practice. Exactly. Like, this is the right religious practice, capital R, right religious, capital double R. It's, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say it, it just infers it, it assumes before even going into this conversation that there is a correct or a singular or a standard religious practice and saying oh any other religious practice is alternative and and therefore
2: less valid. It's funny that so the last part here says the early church held consistently critical posture towards religious practices and beliefs of Hellenistic paganism. His citation is Richard Hess who wrote the book Yahweh and His Ashram question mark. And Asherah Asherah Ashra was uh, Yahweh's wife Oh it's yeah. It's mentioned in the Old Testament I think 17 times But uh-huh. it doesn't exist Right It's only there 17 times Right um, But Asherah was Because The Jews were not always Monotheistic They were polytheistic At one point yeah. And then their religion changed Um well, just like Christianity today, like, if we're trying to describe the Trinity, are we monotheistic or polytheistic? Yeah. To other cultures, they're like, well, three and one doesn't make any Does, sense. Well, it doesn't so, so make sense. Our- yeah, so you got three, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, if yeah. One
1: plus yeah, one Mary. plus one equals? One. One.
2: Because <laughs> we're idiots.
1: We <laughs> fail
3: that. We all fail that math. Yeah. Those early Christian writers totally failed it. I think it's funny,
0: a modern Western author referring to uh, other religions that are polytheistic I feel like you guys. Anyone? Okay, give me an example of a polytheistic religion. What comes to your mind? Hinduism. Hinduism, Hinduism, yeah. Hinduism yeah. But if you know any, if you study Hinduism or Eastern religions at all, all of the different "quote unquote" gods, which is the closest, you know, uh, vocabulary word that we can translate from deities. Okay. Yeah. All, all the Hindu deities are in their belief system, just reflections or different expressions different avatars of one mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. And you can even apply that to Christianity. And this isn't like some wild take. Like I've studied Eastern religion enough to, enough to be confident enough to say that I have, you know, for at least a few years. And Hinduism, any, um, I don't want to say theologian, I don't know what term they would use, any, any learned Hindu scholar, even practitioner, will tell you that it's not a polytheistic religion in the Western sense. -hmm. All of these different deities, all these different Different gods, yeah, manifestations or expressions. And I've heard the comparison of like it it almost kind of aligns with some like um, some is it Kabbalist or from from the Kabbalah, uh, kind of Jewish mysticism, yeah, yeah, Yeah. Jewish mysticism, kind of uh, metaphors of like if you look at a jewel in different lights, you'll get a a different tone or a different reflection. That's kind of the the Hindu take on what we call polytheism in Western culture. Is it's just looking at the face of the God from different angles.
3: I think Rob Bell wrote that in that last book. Um, What was that one that I let you borrow? Oh, what is the Bible? Yeah. um, Where he talks he has a chapter called Turning the Gem, which is kind of going back. Mm -hmm. It was like the gem is, let's say, quote unquote, God, for lack of a better phrase. But how we see different manifestations or reflections Mm -hmm. of God People we might look at it as like, oh, that's different, but that's still the same variation of God, mm-hmm. just expressed in different ways. Right. And kind of think connecting what you're saying with Hinduism is that's the same. They're maybe monotheistic, mm-hmm. but those different names of said God are just different variations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of the it's same like saying, oh, being God
0: is love. Let's call that Joe. God is patient. Let's call that Frank. Mm-hmm. Uh, God is. Is justice? Let's call that Sharon. Yeah, and is, so it's like, oh, you got Joe Frank
2: and Sharon. It sounds like you got a bunch of different gods here. It's like, oh, it's just
0: different it's just attributes. Just Frank and Sharon. Yeah,
1: it's uh, just Don't worry. I There's companies.
2: Real polytheistic uh, <laughs> religion would be like Norse mythology before Freya yeah. and Loki, and then or um, Greek. You know, uh, it's funny that we call it Greek mythology, even though it's a Greek religion. Mm-hmm. You know, or Roman. Like the Romans had, this, you know, basically the same gods in different contexts, but they all have their parts to play. Mm-hmm. And I guess, I'm sure you can find someone who's like, no, they were all the same guy, Right, right. sure. But they were just different variations.
3: I think reading, I mean, that was a huge... I mean, I'm not saying I did it justice, but for the sake of time and for the, all did this year... it better here. than Justice League.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, doing it Justice League.
3: Doing it Justice League. No. Doing this any kind of justice. I, I feel... Even when this book was written, I looked at the uh, front cover, and it was actually written in 2001. So that was written, what, 18 years ago? Um, I would say maybe in 2001, 18 years ago, there was a lot of, you know, what happened in 2001 in our culture. Mm -hmm. Um, And even before that, like the year before with Y2K, and most evangelicals thought the world was going to end and whatnot, And I think even now, almost 20 years later, I even think, and this is just me, I don't have any proof, but I think even a lot more evangelicals, I will say younger evangelicals, not older, are more open to things that they are not sure of, specifically pluralism and other social Mm -hmm. issues. Um, But I especially think... I remember in this class that I read that book, I only read, like, parts of it because I thought it was utter bullshit. Because <laughs> um, this book does take a very exclusivistic stance. Mm-hmm. Um, the the bits and pieces that I've read of, like, how Christianity is the right, true, tried, right religion. And I would say, well, that's very exclusivistic. And, and when you read the scriptures, in, in my opinion, when you read Jesus, Jesus was and God were very inclusive of anyone and everyone mm-hmm. and then when people I think people take their own because you can't write a book a text an article whatever without putting your own presuppositions in there you just can't because that would no no person can not write without a bias or their presuppositions on things because it's just part of who you are so I think this individual wrote a lot of he, his presuppositions into it and then Kind of twirled yeah. that into this is the more biblical view, and the biblical view that made sense to him. But I would say, even twenty years later, I think we're in a culture, religiously speaking, in Christianity, that was very. We're like, I don't, I don't know. Christianity might be the tried, true, right religion, but it could be one of many, or there could be a lot of truths. Um, I mean, I've heard tons of podcasts, I've read tons of books and articles of saying, could Christianity be one, like you were saying, one manifestation of the truth Mm -hmm. and understanding and that Buddhists could be right and and, um, Muslims could be right, Mm -hmm. Hindus could be right in their own way of understanding. And I think that that understanding is gaining a lot more traction. In this
2: culture now Than it was even yeah. 20 years ago We talked about that before Like if you're If you're looking for water Just dig a well Right You know like Because we're, we're all after the same stuff So no matter what religion You're part of You're all looking for th- Most of us are looking for the same thing We're yeah. looking You know for uh, Happiness Fulfillment We're looking to love our friends and neighbors yeah. We're looking We're looking to belong Uh huh And we're looking for community Yeah That really overlaps with the question That, that
0: I was going to ask That's That's like a perfect segue Is like and Brian, I want to ask you this specifically because I think you... killing would you call yourself a universalist? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So so Brian, you you like, you, you like calling yourself a universalist and that's something that you identify with. So I want to ask you specifically, if there's many paths up the same mountain, right? Mm-hmm. Then is that mountain salvation? Or is that mountain of, like, happiness, a materialistic better way to live? Not materialistic as in, like, uh, obsessed things. with yeah, obsessed with things, but but just saying like matter is is real and, and metaphysical things, you know, or yeah, maybe physical versus metaphysical things um, are are real. But would you say if, if every path leads up the same mountain, every path of spiritual enlightenment, mm-hmm. is that moving towards a eternal salvation of the soul, or is that moving towards a better way to, to live and, and have a a moralistic life? I guess like Josh was saying, like a better, a better way to a better way to be while we're here.
3: Yeah, that is a deep question, and I guess it's never been posed to me in those ways. I mean, it's either been posed to me, especially, I I think it's, you asked me even two, three years ago, I would say specifically more religiously speaking of like, you know, Christ died so that all humanity, like all everyone, whether you're religious or not, share the same religion or not, died so that all... Humans would be in the fold, so to say. That's mm-hmm. a Christianese. What we'll about heaven after they die? Is that what you mean? Whatever heaven, eternal life, whatever that this is, about is after well, you die, though, right? Yeah, I think now where my views have have diverged, and I'm not saying in a bad way, but just diverged, just because of studying and reading and just understanding life more, is I think I. I think, and I'm obviously not God, I'm not a prophet, I'm not any, any of those things, but I do think that if you're living your life to the best of your ability, um, whether you're a Christian or not, religious or anything, that if you live a good, moral, upstanding life, I think that's what's at the heart of most religions. Uh, is trying to be moral, upright, mm-hmm. just people, but to what
0: end? Like for a for an earthly end, for like being a better human, or and, for but, and that's a hard thing. To, that's
3: a hard question for I think anybody to answer because no one knows what happens at the end of our lives because mm-hmm. no one and these people who have written books to be like I died and I went to the other side mm-hmm. and but I saw like heaven and, and I'm like well, no you didn't eh, nah, nah. like that's yeah. just like the, all those ple- people kids, especially the kids who did it, that's all been debunked as like my dad made me do it, I got Jesus. I got in a book advance. Especially I
4: know like that one, they've that all one literally kid.
2: look them up
1: online.
4: They've
2: all yeah, they've all been
3: Again, debunked.
1: My dad gave me if I ever, if I ever, <laughs> <laughs> and if I
2: ever do come back from the dead I get necromancing, I'm not telling you bitches anymore. Yeah. Right.
3: And so <laughs> like and I and I've even said with even some of my own family members, it's like None of us know when we die. If we go to heaven, yeah. if we go to hell, if we live in a box and in the ground. Mm-hmm. And I said because if we die and there's nothing after this life, then we're just rotting away in, in a box. It's true. And there's nothing wrong in that. We're just star stuff. Yeah. Think, we're yeah. We're, we go back into the earth. Mm-hmm. What
0: kind yeah, of. What? I
1: actually, actually like that. I, I know. We talked That's about, my favorite we talked about that before, yeah. yeah. I
0: think th- this is an interesting kind of rabbit hole because I think it's probably fifty-fifty with this group. I think that. And that's why we sat in this orientation, probably I'm just joking about that But I think that probably Are you? Brian, Brian, Amanda, and Kayleen Would probably guess more towards There being an afterlife Whereas I think probably Joshua, Angela, and I Would probably guess more towards There not being an afterlife But I but I think that we still want to be better people We're all just <laughs> sitting Hmm, maybe Maybe, is that fair? Am I yeah, wrong? No, you're not Yeah, right. no, um, you're okay. not wrong Okay No. But like we still all, you know, want to. We still all have moral compasses, and I don't think we're doing it for. I don't think any of you, you others, who who would lean towards the afterlife. I don't think you're doing it for the rewards of no, an extra no, jewel no, no, no. in your in your crown yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that still, it's interesting that we could have such a different perspective on, you know, an an, an eternal soul, oh. quote unquote, and still value similar ethical. So I
4: hate that idea of like going out of being moral just, and just to be, rewarded. And just, right. just to be yeah. rewarded. I hate that yeah. well, that's because that defeats the yeah. purpose of why you're doing it. And yeah. that's that's a tenet of well, the between, and, yeah, well, the That's beauty. a tenet yeah, of
3: sure. evangelical Christianity that drove me up the wall, and why I'm not that. Because I've confided in you, Caleb, where I have family members, and I'm not going to say anybody's names on here. Where we've gotten into like. Deep conversations with them of, of them pretty much saying, "If there is no Christ, if there's no you know afterlife, if there's no this, why am I a Christian? Then why why am I doing this? If there's no afterlife, if there's no eternal reward and no eternal punishment, why am I doing this? Which a you're doing you're believing in that said God or said faith for,
2: in my opinion, all the wrong reasons." Mm-hmm. I think, um, yeah, also also, I think we've negativized it, but like saying great will be your reward in heaven could also can also be a beautiful thing if, if you're doing something even though you know you're, it's going to cause you to suffer yeah, absolutely so like if you're sure. like if you're suffering and say like I don't know why this came to my example say you're hiding people from a massacre, you're hiding someone from a genocide and you're hiding this family and you know, and everything it's going to do is just cause you heartache and pain, and you just say. I'll get it in heaven. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a thing you can say to be like, not that you're doing it, so you get it in heaven. Be like, everything is terrible now, so I'm just hoping that something will be better in the future. Yeah, you know. So I mean, so it can also be, or for other people but, even yeah. in the present. Yeah. Know. Yeah. But if you're just saying like, "Well, my mansion is gonna be even Mr. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Mr. Kennedy," it like um, so Ooh, is, I like oh, I
1: like that southern bell. Yeah, that is. If you're doing <laughs> it <laughs> you're like, "Oh, I got the vapors." That's the reason I'm
2: feeding the hungry. Like that guy, I hope he gets hit by ten bosses and then gets <laughs> eaten Not by eight, one, but ten, and then still alive and gets eaten by ravens. You know, <laughs> so. No, oh, what buffer. scenario could
3: a single person
2: be hit by two buses?
1: <laughs> oh no!
2: I was even
3: in <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> yeah,
0: it was
1: yeah, like, just true. stand in the middle of a Chicago highway <laughs> or, a, or in London too. Good Lord. They'll I get it done. Does like, well, so. a
0: double-decker bus count as two buses? Uh, we're well, kind of going
3: with that like, eternal reward Orly.
1: understanding.
3: But <laughs> so How many of us who grew up evangelical were part of the evangelicalism? So this would probably just, just clue you, Kaylee. I think um, um,
4: know enough about evangelicalism
3: to make it, but like how many, yeah. were we're told, year, so how many of us were told? How many of us were told that when you die, we go to heaven, get raptured, which is not even biblical, that we're going to have this like awesome mansion in heaven. There's going to be streets of gold. You're going to have whatever you want, like obviously within reason.
1: What's that one song? It's By it's that a big one big houses. Are you thinking?
3: food. It's a
0: big, big house or table, lots, lots and lots of... Well, I it wrong. It's like, big it's yard where we can play like football. It's a big, big, big yes. house.
1: Basically, they boiled down Thank paradise you. into eating a lot and playing football. Yeah. And I was like, but I don't like football. <laughs> 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 but I don't like football.
3: I might it. like eating, but... I like
1: eating, but I don't like football... And it depends what on which kind so of so is you're heaven going to So is it this, like this weird thing where your perception of heaven is like like my perception of heaven would be like eating nachos and then going to like a metal show every night right But that's not going to be someone else's someone else's is like I'm going to stay home and knitting spare ribs, and then watching <laughs> football. So is his mm-hmm. perception of heaven just going to be spare ribs, football, spare ribs, football? Mm-hmm. And is mine going to be really nachos, metal, nachos, metal, nachos, metal, nachos, metal? What if
0: my perception of heaven is sleeping forever in a dark, cold box under the ground?
1: Hey, I like that. <laughs> Sign me it's up perfect. for dark cold box. But, but then also
3: like a man and I have talked about it cuz we were raised... <laughs> some
1: like are you sure you want yeah. the dark cold box? You're like, yep. yep. Yeah. I'm tired. I'm going to I'm going to
3: I've lived a long Put life. Put me in tired. there, please. No, but if you <laughs> sign
1: me up for I mean, dark this cold is kind of box, it, a, this I mean, this is kind of
3: staying weird. on pluralism but no, kind of not but dark cold box. When when you look even at the concept of eternity, we humans can't even grasp what eternity is? Because if you, I remember even as like as a teenager, and I was hanging out with all my other some of the God friends, we were uh, hanging out having a having a sleepover. Uh, no, we didn't do nails or anything. We just ate a lot of nachos, a lot of nachos, and had a lot of Mountain Dew <laughs> and talked about girls. Um, that was true. We all did all that. But when we hanging out with me, we would always talk about theology because that's where always Brian's mind goes. And I remember talking about, somehow we talked about, like, heaven and and time and stuff. And I always got caught up, even... I was probably, like, 13 or 14, and I was like, I don't understand the concept of eternity, and it scares me. And they were like, why? And I was like, what if I don't want to be in heaven for all of eternity? Yeah. For something that never ends. And they're like, well, why wouldn't you want to? And I was like, we don't, as humans, we don't understand the concept of time. And they were like, well, what do you mean? I said... We can understand a year, six months. We can even understand cognitively five years, 20 years, 30 years. Every we, trip
2: to heaven comes with a
3: lobotomy. No, well, like, well, no, Like we can understand that within reason. But if you say, if you look at someone and they're like, oh, uh, that was 250 years ago. Like, your head had a hard time wrapping around, like, there was people 250 years ago. They, all this shit was happening 250 years ago. And it's not that, that those things didn't exist. It's because your brain is like, I can't think that far ahead or in the in, or in the past, and so the way my brain works is, I'm sure I'm not one the only one. I'm sure there's millions if not billions of people that think the same way. Is I'm deathly afraid of the uh, of the even the idea of eternity, and when we say there's going to be an afterlife that never ends, like that's tormenting to me. Mm-hmm. That and, and even Amanda brought up a good point. She's like, what if that is hell? What if that is hell for someone of like even thinking yeah, of eternity? Uh, and like my mom, and hopefully, hopefully she'll be on the podcast. But her view has changed. So shameless plug from my mom coming on in the near future. I'll tweet at her. Is is she <laughs> doesn't know, have a Twitter was, account or any of those cool things? You can you can Facebook her. She had MySpace. Oh, no MySpace. <laughs> she has Facebook. She's she can on send that. her a fax. Uh, yeah. yeah, a fat ad <laughs> <They're
2: act. laughs> for my hot no,
3: but even she, her views of like eternity cold. and heaven and hell are are different. Um, we, she, she, we, she looks at as she's like, could hell be what someone's going through here on earth? Mm-hmm. So she's like, if someone is has cancer and has really taken this toll why Why would they necessarily go to hell and spend eternity in fire or whatever we say that hell is and what if they're going through hell right here on this earth and that's cancer what if they're going through a nasty divorce or what if they're going through unemployment whatever it is could that be and I know that's kind of a popular thing but even society and depression right yeah any of that everyday living right Yeah, but I think yeah. some people are, are looking at the idea of quote-unquote, like I said, eternity as this, like, tenet of, like, when you die, you're going to either be with God forever in eternity in heaven or in hell with oh, separated from Christ. I think even those understandings of, of heaven, hell, whatever, I think are being blurred because I think a lot of, not just Christians, but people are waking up and be like, mm, I, I don't think that's really what Christianity is all about. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's kind of like we're calling bullshit when we, call, when we see bullshit. And I know that's a lot, not just me, but I think in a lot, evangelicals, because I've talked to, I still am friends with a lot of evangelicals and even more liberal people, where like, the, the lines are blurred of what we even understand of eternity, what heaven or hell is.
2: I've got an interesting experience with that. So I have a lot of people that I, because I work at churches, but not for churches, and so I, a lot of the churches that I work at physically have staff members who I went to seminary with who think that I'm really conservative. Mm. And so f- to me now, they are very, very conservative, but they think they're like edgy and liberal and it's just the interactions we have are fun because I just feel like, I just want to let them continue to think that I'm really mm. conservative. Yeah. Just to see what they'll say. Just, yeah. just to see how they'll how they deal with it. It's, it's, I just ran into a, a guy yesterday, which I should have remembered his name because he had... We have the same name But I didn't I had to look him up At the directory of the church And I was like Oh yeah that guy That, that we, dude we Went to seminary with him Yeah And it was It was funny Because I could tell He was like Oh yeah He used to work At the, that place Okay He's like Yeah you you moved up You stepped up To the big leagues Now And I was like Oh dude <laughs> We'll talk We'll never, we'll never talk mm. We'll never work out But
1: Ships in the night
2: Ships in the night
1: Do so they like Try to like Insert like little edgy things that they've done yeah. to kind of like get your go. Yeah. He's like, I listened to Evanescence the other day.
2: <laughs> He's like, Yeah, no and my wife recycle.
1: What? Like, what? How's recycling edgy? That's
2: what I'm saying. R- okay. uh, that's, that's what it's like though. What right? You're like, Wait, what, why, is that, why is that radical at all? What do you, what do you think I that's radical? I've actually heard what? people say this I don't think the world is 6,000 years old. <gasps> I think
3: it could be a couple million years old and they're like, yeah And I'm like What? You think you're edgy for thinking that like science will prove I'm that the earth is not that I old. I love
1: this recycling is edgy. <laughs> yeah.
3: This is good. I
1: love that recycling's edgy. Yeah. I think that's great. Yeah. If that makes them recycle awesome. Right, yeah. <laughs> like I just imagine like throwing away like a milk cart and being like fuck
3: yeah. Like
1: <laughs> mm, take that. Uncle Sam, like I'm super edgy. I love it. I love I, it. I think does this, this
3: make me a liberal now?
1: I'm because I was like I'm pro edgy recycling. I love it.
0: I'm, I'm starting to believe
2: in like oh, chemistry is. and like biology.
1: Like oh call me goodness.
0: crazy,
2: man. I, I, I read a psychology okay. text. So I found out there's this thing called mental so. illness. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> See, I. Kaylee something else
3: to say. I, I, I didn't
4: grow up with that idea. This whole like. I just it is so. What idea? It, the the idea of like
3: recycling <laughs> is edgy. <laughs> no,
4: gosh, <laughs> seriously. Wow. Okay.
0: Thank
4: you best. for that. Um, taking that from me. <laughs> I just I don't know. Listening to it, I'm like, oh gosh, this is the only time I've ever heard. What are you doing? Just bring up the phone.
0: Okay, I'm like, are <laughs> you trying to hand it to me? I
4: know. I'm like, what, what do you what do you want from me? Um, I don't know. I just. I heard about it when I went to school and it was kind of like what's, what is this? Like what idea? That I you know, I had it in my brain and now it's not there anymore, but what we were talking about before we were talking about this, like the Oh gosh, my, I was, That's okay. Keep going, keep going. I'm so tired. That's been such a long day. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's okay. I woke up way too early. That that whole conservative thing that we were talking about before I, about heaven and hell? Maybe if that was heaven and hell. Maybe that's what we were talking about before. I just...
0: You mean, are you, you mean like, people who are still uber conservative thinking that they're being progressive now because no, they believe in it it science? No, was, was,
4: I think it was the whole heaven and hell thing. I think, oh. Like... I oh, of
2: hell being, like, even if you, if you were in heaven forever, it would be its own kind of hell.
4: Yeah, well, no, that... I'm actually really intrigued by that. But the, the idea that... I don't even know anymore... <clears throat> It's okay. I'm so sorry. Like you I had I had like sorry. strong reaction to whatever it was that we talked about like a couple minutes ago and now my brain can't remember what we talked about a couple minutes ago. Well why because don't because we, I've been up for a while. Why don't we do
2: recommendations and then if you remember, try them in? Yeah,
4: we could try that. I don't know, do we have any other things to talk
3: about or have we done? We've kinda of went on rabbit trails, which I think is fine and sometimes I think it's that's kind of the,
4: what we usually I do. think that's
3: some some of the beauty of having these conversations. Yeah. We've all had a few drinks, which was nice too, but I think it's just us talking about things that have been on our minds and our hearts and subconscious, whatever, Mm -hmm. and I think we're not, we're facilitating a conversation that I think a lot of people Mm -hmm. will want to hear or maybe can reminisce with or be like, I agree with those people or I think they're full of shit. Mm -hmm. Which is fine It'd be cool to have A forum Now that we have An
0: Instagram It'd be cool to have A forum where people Could react to us And then we That could be another segment Maybe at the end Of the beginning of a show Yeah, Is responding We can talk to Amanda Which would be interesting Because I think every Because Amanda's our Social media mm -hmm. manager It'd be cool Because I think Most comments Will be pointed At Some of us As opposed to all of us Because there are A lot of things That we all agree on But there's also A lot of things That we say that We respectfully Very respectfully Disagree with and so I think that that would be cool a cool interaction with the listener.
3: So, recommendations.
1: i is happening
4: Wrong right number. Huh? Wow. Wow, that just happened.
3: Recommendations.
4: <laughs> yeah, we're done. <laughs> that was the rabbit hole right there. <laughs> I have one. I'm really excited yeah, about it. go. And it's go more it. original than usual, so I'm excited about it. Yeah, speak up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, I, d- I downloaded HBO the free trial just so I could watch Chernobyl. Like, I'm not kidding you. I wanna yes! watch that. It's so, so good, freaking amazing. I would not well, recommend yeah, it. Pay for it. I would not recommend watching it before bed because it's like so It's like, very depressing. It's super it depressing and really terrifying and part of the reason really why good. it's depressing and terrifying is because that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Like that, all of that crap literally happened. And then I go and I, I do research because that's who I am. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is insane! I'm not a nuclear physicist. I kind of wish I understood it more, but now I understand more about how 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 that works. But still, that's insane how thought, that happened. Yeah, I thought and, it was a very
2: very it intense was so TV well show. Did. Yeah, it was very depressing, but it was very super honest, super well done. super
1: intense, amazing performances, specifically yeah. from Emily Watson and Stone Starsgard. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think they both did amazing. And who was the guy who played the lead, Jared Harris. Jared yeah, Harris. From, yeah, he, he was Moriarty from, from, from the from, Sherlock Holmes.
4: From, from, <laughs> I remember him from Mad Men too. He was. Yeah. A, oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. He was in yeah. Mad Men too. That's right. Both of his characters. He was incredible. His dad was also Dumbledore.
1: That's his dad? Seriously?
3: His dad was the original Dumbledore. Oh, Richard Harris is his dad? No way! The original Dumbledore in the first two Harry Potter Mm -hmm. movies. That's so funny because all I could think
1: of when watching Still in Skarsgård was, Your son is Pennywise. Mm -hmm. (laughs) In that beautiful (laughs) Swedish family of theirs. (laughs) I I downloaded the free trial for HBO on
4: purpose just so I could watch the Chernobyl series. So good. Because so I was good. just like... So what you're I'm
3: trying to say is Cher- Cher- Chernobyl is good.
1: Yes. It's very good. It's
3: we can't. We cancelled uh, Has
1: like
3: HBO after Netflix. Game of Thrones went off just because we couldn't afford it. But my Instagram and Twitter and Facebook is blowing up with everyone saying I should watch it. And I'm like... Shh.
1: You come over to our house and watch it.
3: Maybe I can always buy it when it comes out. on um,
4: yeah. DVD? Maybe. There you go. Or if th- they might sell it on Amazon Prime too. But...
2: Oh yeah, Richard Good. Harris is also Ebbe uh, Faria in uh, Conte of Monte Cristo mm-hmm. and Marcus Aurelius in Gladiator.
4: There you go. I was just proud of myself because my recommendation is a little bit more in the It's movie. not Jane the
2: Virgin
3: or CW no, show. show. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I, like, I like superheroes too, but um, yeah, it was just kind of amazing because the mindset also is what blew my mind away. It was like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me?
1: Yeah.
4: This happened, and you were trying to cover it up. hmm You literally just killed millions of people. And, yeah. Yeah. It's I read good. that there were, like, Very tons and tons of things awful happened. I, I don't even want to think about what radiation poisoning is now because of how they depicted it. I'm like... Fighting, yeah, so, yeah. Anyways,
3: um, I have two quick ones. Um, no, I have two, Josh, not one. I will punch you in the face. Uh, I won't. I love you. <laughs> um, it's been too long, it's been like two <laughs> weeks since it's I've so seen so you. Long. We're reminiscing, we're reminiscing. I'm foot club. No, um, <laughs> the first one, I think I've said it when the first season came out, but I cannot recommended enough on um, the show dark it's on netflix it's streaming it's a german show however with all the shows that are in a foreign language you can switch the subtitles there's will be subtitles but they'll also have the english dubs uh it's a subs, f- subs. huh subs not subs okay sorry Sorry. i watched subs it's a fat <laughs> it's a fascinating show it's super I'm just going to say meta I'll let you say whatever you want with that Uh, it it's very deep um, it's a sci-fi obviously but it takes place in 2019 1986 and 1953 there's time travel in it there's um, relationship issues there's I mean everything you can possibly imagine any kind of any kind of genre of, of a show or a movie it's in there and it's phenomenal and season 2 drops June 21st which is coming up soon and I highly recommend it the
4: next day maybe don't date the
0: podcast we're like a month ahead of scheduled recording
3: don't let them know that's why we don't <laughs> I'm just joking it, what I said is true but I'm not actually upset <laughs> no it's fine so when this when this drops the show will have been out because this will yeah. drop in a couple weeks
0: I told you
3: I didn't say it. I didn't
4: say it, Caleb. That was, that was me.
3: Sorry, was, I'm just kidding. Right. That's why I was being careful. So um, the show Dark. Watch it. It's really not. Maybe it's not as good as Chernobyl, but I think Dark was very good. If you can handle, and it's not really. It's not scary. I don't think it's just very dark, visceral. The music is fantastic. Whoever did the music. Um, Not just orchestral, but just the other music. And let's be honest, when they go back to the '80s, they have all the '80s music of like Falco and the Clash, like whoever did the like. I'm just saying, whoever did the music for the show is phenomenal because they hit it out of the park with what music's popular now, what music was popular back then, and just is. I just like I'm excited when I have my breaks at work (laughs) when I can actually go watch the show. So you know it's a good show if you get excited to watch it. Uh, And the other one, this is more family-friendly, but it's really cute. Um, It's also on Netflix. It's Ralph Breaks the Internet. Um, The first one was Wreck-It Ralph. This was the sequel. Was it on Netflix? Yeah, it's on Netflix. It just came out on streaming. And it was funny because my daughter, bless her soul, she loves watching the same thing over and over and over and over. So for her mom and dad and maybe some of her grandmas when they come over, we get sick of watching the same thing over and over and over. So we were like, let's try to find the, another kid-friendly movie. So we watched Ralph Breaks the Internet. And it's funny because there's a lot of pop culture references that adults will get that kids won't. Um, and John C. Ciarelli does the voice of Ralph. It's hilarious. So Sarah Silverman does the voice of Vanellope. Um, Gal Gadot, who is Wonder Woman, she does a voice in there. Just a ton of people are in there. And it, it's... It's a cute movie. I mean, it's just it's it's actiony, but it's cute. So if you're ever anybody listening, looking for just a fun family movie that everyone can watch, I highly recommend. Um, Ralph breaks the internet. I know it's on Netflix. I'm going to watch that asap.
0: It's fun. I love it, I like all those like the emoji movie. No, it's fun. Yeah, it's, it's, just, a it's, it's just fun. Movie. It's fun. It's turn your brain off. It's true.
2: I would recommend FX's show What We Do in the Shadows oh, so season one just ended uh, uh, Colin Robinson world, world of oh my my will rule the world one day my second recommendation mm-hmm. would be gin gin
3: any kind of gin just gin gin will rule the world one day
1: I also have two quick recommendations an album that I've been playing literally nonstop, I think for the past two weeks is from a band called After the Burial and the album is called Dig Deep. Um,
0: after the burial Dig Deep. That's a weird creepy
1: sentence, huh? Yes. <laughs> um, the and burial, they actually they actually wrote it after a close friend's death. Oh, so wow. it's a yeah. lot of like wrestling with with you know like the non-permanence <laughs> like of life. Oh, um, my favorite track off of the album is Laurentian Ghosts. Um, It's absolutely beautiful from start to finish. The breakdown in it is bone-shattering. And before the breakdown hits, they literally play an air horn, which is amazing. Yes. Um, So listen to After the Burial, the whole album called Dig Deep, specifically the song Laurentian Ghost, because it's gorgeous, and I cannot stop playing it. Nice. And my other quick recommendation for any ladies listening. Hey, ladies. Oh, ladies. Um, I discovered a really awesome makeup tool from Milk Makeup. They're very, like, a cool, all-inclusive makeup brand, and they make this little magic stick. It looks like a big old chapstick, but it's called a lip and cheek stick, and you rub it on your... Hmm. Face and your lips And it takes like two seconds And it blends really amazingly So I would recommend Going to your local makeup store Picking up Milk Makeup's Lip and Cheek Stick And guys too Because guys look fucking awesome in makeup So if you want to put a little splash color on your face Put a little rainbow on there for pride
3: Hide any blemishes
1: Hide any blemishes I highly recommend the milk scars. makeup,
0: cheap and lipstick. <laughs> it's awesome. I love it. Um, oh, I will recommend uh, Everyone's Agnostic Podcast. The couple of episodes previous to this one uh, feature myself interviewing Marie from in that podcast, which the podcast was started by Cass. Uh, they had a previous host whose name escapes me right now, but then Marie ended up taking over. So Cass is based out of Tennessee, Marie is based out of uh, here, in well in Minneapolis, I mean, in the Twin Cities, and she's a, a new good friend of mine. The past Sweet. week and a half we hung out I think three different times just Woo-hoo. chilling apart from doing the podcast episode. Very cool. Yeah. New
1: friends are the best. New
0: friends are the
2: best. Until they're not. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Josh. Josh.
3: Josh is the Debbie Downer of the night. Oh my god. He's <laughs> the realist.
2: Until you're all friended up. Yeah. Are we all like BFFs?
3: Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> Josh is like, don't look at me. <laughs> you're dead to me. Stop touching me.
2: Yes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> this episode is fun. I'm just going to say yeah, that. It's fun. It's fun. Shall fun we? in the family. Yep.
1: Thanks for being part of our conversation. To continue the conversation, find us on social media at sacred underscore MN.
0: That was a post-Christian podcast.